1: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington
2: Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show.
0: A race against time in the desperate search for a missing submersible carrying five crew members touring the wreckage of the Titanic. The U.S. and Canadian Coast Guard scouring an area over 900 miles off the coast of Massachusetts. The ship left Newfoundland, Canada on Friday, carrying a submersible operated by Ocean Gate Expeditions. That vessel started its voyage down to the Titanic Sunday morning. Officials say an hour and 45 minutes into that dive, the ship lost contact with the sub and alerted the Coast Guard. Ocean Gate says a crew of five has enough oxygen to survive for 96 hours.
3: 12,500 feet down to where the Titanic lays on the bottom of the ocean for over 100 years. Wow. And Whoa. if you're a super rich person, you can take a trip down there to see it up close in one of these little submarines, private submarines that's about the size of a minivan. And as you heard there, they lost contact down there and they haven't been heard down for a while. And they got about 90 some hours of oxygen. Three days already? Oof. Getting down to crunch time. And uh, the latest story, Hanson, our executive producer, says they may have gotten stuck in the Titanic. That'd be something. So the Titanic would claim more victims. I call it it the curse of the Titanic.
2: That's nice. That's good. That's really cool. Um, uh, Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's fairly easy to get snagged on the wreckage because things got various cables and tubes and stuff hanging off of it. But uh, it's super prone to mechanical problems. I was reading um, and electrical problems, and, you know, you go out on the voyage, and the first two days, they might have to resurface before they get down there because it has mechanical problems, according to one guy who did it last year. And um, So, yeah, who knows? It might be long-crushed, some catastrophic, because those pressures down there are, what were, what were you saying they are uh, 6, earlier?
3: 6,000 feet per square
2: inch. Uh, pounds per square inch? Pounds yeah. per square inch. Right. That would squash
3: you like a bug. It would uh, not do you any good
2: yeah oof anyway so what do you think uh still kicking or uh
3: gonzo Ooh, this is uh, the, the macabre this is gruesome this is not like us if i had to bet money um i would guess dead which is unfortunate i don't wish them ill No, certainly not.
2: You know, they're rich guys trying to have an adventure. Although, you know, at some point, uh, as we discussed earlier, uh, it's too bad. But if you're a rich guy paying lots of money to do things that are death defying over and over again, one day death's going to say, no, today I
3: defy you. I've always felt that way about people who climb Everest or a number of other things. If it's free of anyone ever getting hurt or dying, then it's really not the bragging thing that i think you're hoping for which is why you're doing it i mean mm-hmm. if anybody can do it with no risk it isn't going to be quite the story for the rest of your life that you were hoping is it it's got to have some danger involved and so sometimes it's going to go wrong
2: yeah and i'm not rooting against these people by any means but you know there's somewhere in america there's uh, some Young mom fighting a a terrible disease and hoping to be there to raise her kids. I'm worried about her, not rich guys who wanted to see the Titanic.
3: A grandma got mauled by her neighbor's pit bulls the other day somewhere in the United States. For instance, uh, you know, so guy decides to do something dangerous and it doesn't work out. Yeah, I just, uh, the media can't
2: uh, resist a suspenseful story, a will they make it story, because people keep clicking for updates. I get it. So they're hyping it. But.
3: Well, you get down there and you think, wow, it looks exactly like I thought it would look. Anyway.
2: Just like on TV. Maybe a little bigger. Of course, I could have gotten closer to my TV. And now I'm being crushed by 6,000 pounds per square inch. Damn it. Or feet.
3: Where's Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> That's what I would Where? Say. Show me his bones. Show me DiCaprio's bones. <laughs>
2: Wow. Some of the 3D imaging they've done of the Titanic lately is just amazing. I was reading about it in National Geographic, I think. Um, So they can finally get to the bottom of why it cracked and sank to the bottom of the sea. Because once they know that, they can, uh, well, they can, uh, um, I don't know, have a special on cable TV, I guess. Getting a time machine and cabinet, steer just a little left. No, trust that's toward the iceberg, you fool. Trust me, a little left. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Right. <laughs> the things uh, down there. Anyway, uh, moving along. Uh, Jonathan Turley, I am so glad to see, has steered straight into the iceberg of uh, sick attitudes on college campuses about free speech and has written some great stuff lately. Absolutely shocking. Maybe we can get to that next segment. I don't want to rush through it. like Jonathan some sort of Turley rusher. is
3: steering toward the iceberg. Okay.
2: It wasn't one of my best, but, you know. In other news, Jonathan Turley, nah, I thought I'd go a little jazzy. While
3: the it. truth is trapped in a private submarine of lies that...
2: <laughs> oh, amateur. Uh, why don't we do this real quickly? I haven't really followed this story. Can we play clip number 20, please, Michael?
0: At first, envelopes containing a suspicious powdery substance were discovered in the mailboxes of a few dozen Kansas lawmakers. But tonight, the list of intended recipients is growing. More than 100 Kansas officials have now received letters, and federal law enforcement sources tell ABC News letters were also addressed to former President Trump. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas and other high profile individuals, though we're told the postal inspectors intercepted those letters before they were delivered.
3: Let me tell you this if you've ever get an envelope, a threatening envelope with white powder in it, roll your eyes and call the cops and say, You got a nut job out there somewhere. Don't go into a panic and flap your hands. Oh my God, it's anthrax or something. It ain't.
2: Mysterious powders and letters. That is so 2002.
0: Exactly.
2: Uh, there's an interesting quote from the Maniac 21.
0: At least one letter included a message saying it is important not to choke on your ambition. But one lawmaker described the note as cryptic and lacking sense. Kansas Republicans called the letters a cowardly attempt to intimidate the legislature and asked lawmakers to remain vigilant and cautious while opening their mail.
3: And yeah, they'll catch this dumb nuts and he will be a sad individual.
2: Yeah, guaranteed. It's probably already happened. It'll be before noon today. Anybody that wackadoodle is not going to evade the authorities. Anyway, so uh, Jonathan Turley's brilliance, and you, uh, some of you probably think, well, I don't know if you do, but some people might think that we're kind of extremists about how corrupt and perverse colleges have become. We're not. We're reasonable people looking at corrupt and crazy changes to the culture of America's universities and again thank goodness Jonathan Turley's on it we'll bring that to you in a moment
3: awesome all on the way in our text line 415-295-KFTC
4: Armstrong and Getty
1: Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay!
4: How lucky we were to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos discover more at viking.com the armstrong and getty show
3: uh you know having trump not only have had the codes but now having the classified information for americans and being able to put that out and share it in his resort with anyone and everyone who comes through should be terrifying to all Americans, mm-hmm. and he needs to be shot, stopped. Of course, he's going to have his day in court. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Said, wow! <laughs> calling for violence! Calling for violence! And not a big deal, but if uh, somebody on Fox had said Biden needs to be shot, I mean stopped, do you think that would have been uh, a nothing? I doubt Lead it. The story:
2: New York Times, Washington <laughs> Post for a week. I mean, you have a poster that says we need to target these districts, and you're blamed for poor Gabby Gifford being shot by a psychotic man. And she says Trump needs to be shot.
3: That's I mean, a non-story
2: slip of the tongue.
3: So I like the dispatches headline on the whole China trip. I think they got it right. That
2: uh... Oh, I'm sorry. That was uh, Representative Stacey Plaskett, the non-voting representative from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Back to you and the dispatch.
3: I'm just unhappy so much of the news coverage is uh, the Blinken's efforts to thaw relations and thawing of relations. And there's no evidence relations have thawed at all. He went over there specifically to reestablish the military-to-military communications, and they said no. And now he's coming back home. That's the whole story. Would you pick up the phone when we call you so we can avoid World War Three? Eh, we're not interested. Okay, guess I'll go home then.
2: <laughs> that's the that's the only thing that happened come on now behind the scenes things happen jack that you're not privy to what's your security clearance huh
3: here's a, one other funny thing from the dispatch do you remember old prime minister liz Truss, who was prime minister for like three weeks in great britain yeah uh british prime minister liz Truss says that the viral bet on whether she would last longer than the head of lettuce was not funny i think the world disagrees
2: Uh, That's funny. Ian Bremmer's punchline was even better. He tweeted, counterpoint, it was quite funny.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That became a national phenomenon over there. Uh, Will she last longer than this head of lettuce? And then he had a live camera on it, and you could check in on it every day. (laughs) That is quite
2: funny. Ian's right. Hilarious. This is not hilarious. The the
3: woman at the uh, U that was the target of that joke, a veiled threat, says it was not funny.
2: A veiled threat? Target of the joke. It's not a very good one. Uh, this is good. Jonathan Turley, the great uh, law professor from George Washington University, yeah, is really joining in on the fight against uh, uh, the lack of free speech in college campuses. A handful of stories he's written recently. Uh, this Mayo Clinic College of Medicine professor has been suspended for comments he made in a 2022 New York Times story. He maintained that there are differences between biological males and females in sports that give advantages to certain trans athletes. No way. The school declared that Joyner was guilty of using idiomatic language. That's what I was thinking. I'd have to look that up and threaten his termination unless he refrains from public comments in the future without approval from the school. Joiners uh, told the time. Joyner's told the times that, quote, you can see the divergence immediately as the testosterone surges into the boy's. And that these biological realities can produce dramatic differences in performances. Well, that's freaking self evident. I'm <laughs> sorry, find me. That's I said freaking. Yep, yep. yep it's a yep. dollar for the swear jar. I
0: oh, think
3: f- 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 we're up to twelve dollars.
2: Yeah. Well, the faculty was not happy when Joyner was widely quoted for telling the Times quote There are social aspects to sports, but physiology and biology underpin it. Testosterone is the eight hundred pound gorilla. The Mayo Clinic College of Medicine sent him a disciplinary letter that mandated in the future that he, quote, vet each individual media request through public affairs, including follow-up requests, allow them to do their job as they determine what topics are appropriate and responsible for protecting Mayo Clinic's brand and reputation, cease engagement in offline conversations with reporters, and, quote, discuss approved topics only and stick to prescribed messaging. That is so wildly and squarely. In the face of academic freedom and free speech, it's astounding. So good for Jonathan Turley calling him out on that. He wrote a great piece, Your Speech is Violence, how the mob is using a new mantra to justify campus violence, uh, which is terrific for uh, for, uh, time purposes. We'll skip that and get to this one, which I found astonishing. If you think... I I will speak for myself. If you think I, Joe Getty, am too uh, enthusiastic on this topic, that college campuses have become just cesspools of Marxist messaging, listen to this. Roughly three quarters of Princeton students believe shouting down speakers is acceptable. New Mm. survey. By Princetonians for free speech showed what I just stated, the distressing results, writes Turley, are consistent with other studies and surveys. Of course, some faculty maintain it's better to shoot down rather than shout down conservatives, which is insane. Uh, Princeton has tried recently to reinforce free speech principles, but the survey shows these anti-free speech views have been reinforced continually in elementary and high schools. They were told by teachers that free speech is harmful and triggering, and that is evident in the survey. Uh, Let's see. Is it always acceptable, sometimes acceptable, rarely, or never acceptable? Shouting down a speaker to prevent them from speaking on campus. Um, Yeah, three quarters say it is sometimes acceptable or or, uh, always or rarely. Now, my skepticism of this is that if you say it's rarely acceptable, that almost sounds like an indictment of shouting someone down doesn't it could be more than a support of it certainly could be i mean i could and, and i want to be fair about this um although the uh, i'll tell you in advance the examples turley gets are not uh, what i was going to say i mean if some al-qaeda speaker is on campus saying we need to kill all the jews and and bomb uh, buildings yeah i suppose you, you could shout him down um, I wouldn't prefer it though
3: they're also young people um uh, I wish I didn't think that but they're young people and I'm just reminded that one of my uh intellectual heroes Christopher Hitchinson hitch Hitchinson Hitchens Hitchens. yeah jeez what did I come up with? Christopher Hitchens uh he did that as a youngster when he was at Oxford he got involved in a deal to like cut the mic of a conservative speaker that they did not like and then he decided later in life that he was way wrong really regretted it and and spoke out about all the time on how everybody needs to be allowed to speak. Really wishes he hadn't done that. Mm -hmm. Just credited it to, you know, the stupidity of youth, even at Oxford.
2: Yeah, yeah, and fair enough. Uh, Let's see, so the idea that shouting down somebody is fine is supported by faculty. When Professor Josh Blackman was stopped from speaking about the importance of free speech... At a City University of New York school, the law dean, Mary Lou Bilek, insisted that disrupting the speech on free speech was free speech. Like later canceled herself after using a controversial term in a meeting and resigned. Right. Uh, lessons are taking hold with the rising generation of speech phobics and censors. A chilling poll was released by 2021 college free speech rankings after questioning a huge body of students, tens of thousands, at 160 top-ranked colleges and universities. It found that 60% of college students think shouting down a speaker to stop them from speaking is a legitimate form of free speech. even though most schools uh, expressly bar such disruptions. But, for instance, at Stanford Law School, when the students actually did that, no students were
3: sanctioned for their actions. Right. They don't believe in their own bylaws.
2: Right. They don't have the guts to change their bylaws because they know in their hearts how evil it is. Right. They just don't enforce the laws anymore
3: got another poll here that we ought to get to from UMass Amherst one of your respected polls it's one of the first polls i've seen on attitudes around transgender that'd be worth taking a look at among other things that we can talk about in the last half an hour
2: yeah i saw a poll myself on that uh, topic and it left a deep impression on me i'm trying not to give away what, it, what what happened okay i'm trying to be like the clickbait headlines these days right major football star dies it used to be like, Gail Sayers dies. I got fired what? because my boobs are too big. Well, that's a different thing. But anyway, <laughs> the headline used to tell you essentially what happened. Now all it is is clickbait.
3: <laughs> right. Um, that's funny. Uh, so we'll get to all that stuff we mentioned. If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast. We actually do four hours. Seems like a lot, doesn't it? Uh, you can listen to them whenever you want. If you download the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
4: How lucky we were to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive. With no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.
4: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. She opened up the box looking for the toy, and he was getting the two-year-old set up, and she turned around, looked at him, and helped it out and said, Dad, what is this? I understand. Accidents happen. It's just I need to know how this happened. Exactly. I was blown away.
4: And my baby, like she always says, Mama, will you open my toy? And
1: so she went to give me the toy. And when I grabbed it, it was a box cutter.
3: So that's somebody who opened up their McDonald's Happy Meal for the little kid. And there was a box cutter in there. little tykes kiddos. First box cutter is what it's called.
2: Two different moms. Well, to me, that's a useful tool. I mean, exactly. you got to teach the, the tyke how to use it properly, but uh so you're gonna a box get, cutter. You're going to
3: be some plastic ring that's, that looks like a spider? That's useless. A box cutter? I can keep that in my tool drawer the rest of my life.
2: Sure. And uh, if they have a deluxe Happy Meal that you get a like a,
3: a cordless drill, <laughs> even better. <laughs> teach your two-year-old ways cut away from you. If you slip, then you don't cut yourself. That just doesn't exactly. get exactly. started early on stuff like that child's first bandsaw. <laughs> Wool tykes kiddo's first box cutter. You probably Grimace's idea. You can't trust Grimace. Um I'm gonna get this audio for you in just a second. I came across us on Twitter. so that submarine that's missing and everybody might be dead inside it. There was a CBS story about this not long ago. It says here, y'all watch this. It's a CBS story that aired about that submarine that is now missing. The creators of that missing sub are deeply unserious people. Wow. And uh, you should hear the audio. They're pretty jocular about their project, so I don't know if that had anything to do with the fact that the people are missing now. So We'll get that for you in just a, a few moments. But came across this poll. I was unhappy with the results. If I was a good talk show host, I suppose I would bury this information because it doesn't fit with my narrative. This is a University of Massachusetts Amherst poll asking the question or putting this sentence to you, you agree or disagree. Being a man or a woman is something that is permanent and cannot be changed or being a man or woman is something that can be changed and is largely up to the individual. It's my it's on our side, but I was hoping it would be way more overwhelming than it is. Overall, all Americans 60% say It's something that can't be changed. You are what you are. Hmm. But that does give you 35% who say it's largely up to the individual, which is a higher number than I was hoping for. You break it down, men and women, it's about two-thirds of men say you are what you are. It's a little less for women. The most interesting part is when you break it down by education, which I suppose would be the argument. But anyway, we'll get into that next. Break it down by education: high school or less, two thirds say you are what you are. College degree, two thirds say you are what you are. Postgraduate degree, thirty-eight percent say you are what you are. Oh. So if you got a postgraduate degree, it's like half the others. Isn't that something that even college degree? It's at sixty-three percent, and it drops way down to thirty-eight for that next. Because I think, don't you think it's a certain sort of person? It's not what you learn that next year or two. I think it's you tend to be a certain sort of person that goes for the graduate degree. Right. That's what we were talking about yesterday. Luxury
2: values. You need to signal that you are part of the hyper enlightened set. You are the super intellectual set. And that's how you do
3: it these days. That's you a know, noticeable I, difference in. Oh, attitude. it's a
2: shocking difference.
3: Yeah, we all should think
2: about that. I saw a poll the other day that uh, 68% of Americans are against biological uh, men competing against women. It's almost 70%. The fact that it's only 70% know. is shocking to me. I know. But-
3: well, and I, as I said last week when we were talking about this, I'd like to know what percentage has been frightened, scared, hurted by the unanimous view that comes to you through mainstream media. I mean, if you right. if you just kind of pay attention and don't have the courage of your own convictions and you're taking in the world through the evening news or Saturday Night Live or whatever, you'd be of the impression everybody thinks this is a choice whether you're a man or a woman. I'd be a real idiot hater transphobic if I didn't agree. I'd like to know what that percentage is. That if a, no, actually you're in the majority. Oh, I am? Well, then I'm a I'm on on board with them. Wow. If you just give me 10% as
2: answering that description, or just afraid to say what they really think because of that unanimous presentation you described, if you give me 10%, we're at 78%. Yeah. And, And it's more than 10%, I guarantee you.
3: Boy, the numbers are basically flipped for postgraduate versus just a regular college degree. That's wild. I th- I think it is, and sorry to
2: oversimplify, but I think most people, their views are informed by reality—the reality they observe in their lives, work, family, etc. Your your super educated Ph.D. class, their views are entirely formed in the classroom.
3: But you know what their view would be? We're the hmm. most educated people out here. We're the right ones.
2: Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my limited intellect on you, you crazy person. <laughs> Actually, you know what would be a really, really interesting read? You'd have to dumb it down a little for me, but to get into Thomas Sowell's great to quote that there are some ideas so ridiculous, or whatever term he used, that only an intellectual could hold them. Um, how does that work exactly in the ego? If If I believe something like an intact marriage is best for children, Men should not compete against women in sports. Um, what's another good one? Um, I don't know. If you commit a crime, you ought to feel the consequences for it.
3: You can I get have not, ahead by working hard.
2: Yeah, I have not distinguished myself from the masses at all in saying those things. Is that it? They have to distinguish themselves from the probably 80% that say, No, men should not compete against women in sport, in women's sports. That's ridiculous. So that makes me part of the 80%. If I'm some sort of Harvard PhD, that's the worst fate. I'm part of the masses. No, I'm not. I'm better than them. Is
3: it as simple as that, you think? I spent 10 years of college making sure I'm not part of the masses. Maybe. I don't know.
2: I don't know. Your theories, thoughts, a lot of you are dang smart. Uh mailbag at armstng dot com is the email address mailbag at Getty dot com
3: so are you uh, luck on getting that audio or yeah, we got it so I'm assuming okay. Okay. that you've all heard the story about the little submarine with five people that went down to see the Titanic up close and now it's they've lost contact with it. It's only got ninety some hours of oxygen. There's a good chance they're all dead. There's some big press conference at some point today. I hope that's not to announce that they're all dead, but certainly might be anyway. Um. Here's a feature CBS News did on the the little submarine with the owners of the submarine and showing them around from a while back.
5: An experimental submersible vessel that has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in physical injury, disability, emotional trauma, or death. Where do I sign? Oh, take your shoes off. That's customary. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Inside, the sub has about as much room as a minivan. So this is not your grandfather's submersible. (laughs) We only have one button, that's it. It should be like an elevator, you know? It shouldn't take a lot of skill. The Titan is the only five-person sub in the world that can reach titanic depths, 2.4 miles below the sea. It's also the only one with a toilet, sort of. And yet, I couldn't help noticing how many pieces of this sub seemed
4: improvised. We
5: can use these off-the-shelf components. I got these from uh, Camper World. We run the whole thing with this game controller.
3: <laughs> Come on! So it was kind of a joking, isn't it funny how we threw this thing together? Isn't it kind of funny that it's not regulated by anything whatsoever? <laughs> I mean, that piece of paper you got assigned before you got go down on it, that there is no... What, what? Can you play the beginning of that again and then cut it off after the he reads the contract?
5: An experimental submersible vessel that has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in yeah. physical injuries. So disability. I'm not a
3: big regulations guy, but it'd be nice if it met the standards of something. Anything. Yeah, God, seeing the video of it, I'm not a particularly claustrophobic guy. No flipping way. I'm getting in there with five people. It is like being in a little van. Mm-hmm. Five people going down two and a half miles under the ocean. Oh... This sounds would, terrifying
2: to me. Uh, terrifying.
3: I would lose my s at some point. Yeah, a dollar in the swear jar. I shouldn't. Have, I could have used. I could have. I could have said something else. Was, yeah,
0: the you son of a that's, a that's
2: right. You um, got to be more creative there. You foul mouthed such and such. Come According to Katie, now. we're up to
1: fourteen. Okay, fourteen dollars oh, okay. in the swear
3: jar. Um, I would have freaked out in that thing, even if it went okay. Just ah, we're too half small. Far down. <laughs> too small. Does anybody else feel like the air getting thinner? <laughs> Um, and, Ugh. and then, you know, you hate to even think about what it's been like on that thing for the last couple of days. If they lost contact and got stuck in the Titanic, like they think some people think may have happened. Oh my God. The level of panic.
2: Yeah. Stuck in it, stuck on it, whatever. If you're snagged, if you, uh, you can't go out, you can't do anything about it because as they said, and I actually, I was curious, the difference between a submarine and a submersible Um, Essentially, a a submersible has very limited power. It can't maneuver. It can't go from port and back again, that sort of thing. So anyway, you've got an elevator, as the guy described it, with a joystick. Goes up and down. That's it. Um, That thing gets snagged. Good night. You try to jiggle it up and down over and over and over again and hope something changes, I guess.
3: Until you use up the battery. Um, And your
2: oxygen. Yeah.
3: Oh, wow. You're right. You're right, and you can't, like, get outside of it because the pressure would scorch you immediately. Crushed like a bug. Um, I would have taken a... I would never do it in the first place, but uh, I would take a sedative with me. So in case something did happen, I don't want to be... I'm not prone to panic, but that would make me panic. You would panic. I would panic. I'm panicking now thinking about it. I know! <laughs> I'm panicking thinking about it too. I want to take a Seroquel or something. Uh, take the edge off. Michael, come in here and hold me.
2: I'm freaking out. Oh, those yeah, that Yeah, what people. a miserable fate, fate. Oh.
3: Would you want it to be, so which is better? Um, uh, something breaks immediately, the pressure kills you? Or, because uh, that would not be enjoyable. Um, or you're stuck there and you just wait in the 96 hours until the oxygen gets so thin you pass out. I don't know. Do I have to choose? You have to choose between one of those. Uh, I'm going with Scorch Like uh, a Bug, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Now I'm really freaking Man, out. Man, <laughs> 96 hours
3: is a long time. If you're stuck and you think there's a pretty, decent most likely situation is we're not getting unstuck here. 96 hours is almost four days. You could tell stories about your lives, pray, let's, let's sing over- songs. Let's go around in a circle. What's the coolest thing that ever happened in your life?
2: And eventually you fall asleep from lack of oxygen. Yeah, I found $10 on the ground. That's the best uh, thing that happened in your life. Your life sucked. Swim outside now.
3: Anybody on board you could make sweet love with, I wonder?
2: (sighs) Well, in a pinch, I guess, well, like Tony Soprano said, hey, it's prison. That doesn't count. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I don't know. Well, Uh, what are the other people's just supposed to? Can you turn toward the front of the sub, please? We're going to have sex for the last time. Thank you.
3: (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, what a horrible thing. What a horrible, horrible thing. But did did that seem like a deeply unserious company there to you, or are they just trying to do a funny shot for CBS News?
2: I'm not used to that casual an attitude uh, doing things that could kill me. (laughs) I found that a little bit disturbing.
3: It was a little casual, wasn't it? All right, we'll finish strong next.
4: Armstrong
3: and Getty. A bunch of Texans said they won't ride the submarine ride at Disney because it's too scary. You know, I did great uh, in a
2: United States Navy submarine. Um, it's fine. It's a great, lot but it's bigger. Oh, it's way, way bigger. There's an, almost no feeling of claustrophobia at all, as I've described before. It's like a office building with bad feng shui the ceiling's too low the hallways are oddly thin but it's you got grown humans walking around right. upright you know it's fine it's fine yeah I, I think i would be freaked out i would sit in the thing on the surface and say i'm out yeah, they'd tell right. me sorry no remark no refunds that's fine. i don't want one just don't take me down in that thing <laughs> Anyway, so a bittersweet day, had a lovely visit with our youngest, Uh, was in town for a little while with her, beau, who is a fine fellow. We really enjoy his company. Um, Although we uh, like Switzerland, we maintain uh, strict neutrality. With all of our kids' romantic interests, you know, if we like him, we'll say he's a good, good guy. We really enjoy his company. But man, if we stay out of our kids' relationships. If you just, don't, you got to.
3: If you don't like them, do you say anything, or you just don't say anything?
2: Mm, figure it'll work itself out. Mm. That hasn't happened much, really. Uh, but that's a good question. Yeah. yeah, it's happened a little. You just withhold the ringing endorsement. I think.
3: Right, exactly.
2: But so we had decided that we were for the their last night in town, we we're going to go out to our favorite Mexican place and uh, get get some yummy Mexican food. And uh, DeLaney and I both have really enjoyed this dish that we get. It's fajitas, Hawaiian style, essentially. Huh. It's it's super yummy fajitas uh, that have uh, pineapple. Did not well. know that. Oh, it's really good. It's probably not legit Mexican, but I don't know. They know pineapples in Mexico anyway. It's super, super good. Cultural
3: I, I'm Glad you find it delicious.
2: I do. And then, so on the menu, the pork one mentioned specifically that there's pineapple. But then the mixed one, which has like beef and, and and pork and shrimp and chicken, it didn't mention that there was pineapple in it. And Delaney wanted to make sure she got pineapple because she really likes it. So the waitress, who was a sweetheart, she was working so hard because they were understaffed and inexplicably busy for a Monday night barely spoke any English. And she said that as she came to the table, I speak very, only little English, little English. And so we're like, okay, cool. So Delaney's orders the the mixed thing. She says, "And, and with pineapple, please. I want that pineapple. And the girl gave her kind of a funny look, but said, pineapple, yes. And so she goes, finally, she comes back with the order, and mine is on the sizzling plate, as fajitas always are. And Delaney's is served in a pineapple. So evidently, this poor waitress that went back to the kitchen said, Hey, this crazy gringa at table 18 insists on her food being served in a pineapple for some reason. <laughs> Do we have a pineapple? We got some sliced pineapple. Here's a shell over here. Put her food in the shell. Why does she want that? I don't know.
3: Wow. They really went with the customers always right. All right. Here you I go. guess.
2: I guess, but it was pretty funny. We oh, had bet. a hoot. Yeah, I would like mine in a pumpkin shell, please. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We've now entered... Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty.
2: Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show for the day. Angelo, our technical director. Michael,
4: final thought? All I can say is you guys telling that story about dying in a makeshift sub. That oh. really freaked me out. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Just that whole
3: the image of it, just
4: I could just feel myself down
3: there. That, that ranks right up there with like up there. one of the worst ways I can imagine. I mean, seriously. Yeah, let's not dwell on it, Jack. I'm sorry,
4: Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman. Katie, a final thought? Well, you spent all this time with 20-year-olds. I've found that anytime I'm talking to anyone under 30, I'm Googling certain acronyms or things they're saying because I don't speak that anymore? Did that happen to you at all? Any Googling? Any oh, yeah. new acronyms? Oh yeah,
3: absolutely.
2: Yeah, I do get reacquainted with hipster language whenever yeah. they're around. Yeah. Uh, and try not to use it, because then they, they glare at me. Uh, Jack, a final thought?
3: Right, yeah, on that topic. I just ask my kids, "Is what does that mean? They'll drop a, a word on me that I don't know, I ask them what it means, and then when I go to use it, they, Dad, please don't ever say that again, or don't ever say it out loud. <laughs>
2: My final thought is, my final thought if I was on that submersible would be, I could have gone to the Smithsonian Museum. They got all sorts of cool stuff to see. It's free, and I wouldn't be dead. But now I'm going to be dead because I wanted to see the Titanic.
1: Damn it!
3: Yeah. Oof. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
2: So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are fantastic. Pick up an a and t-shirt. There's some funny new ones. See
3: you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: Armstrong and Getty. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah! Don't you
4: think that's a little
2: odd? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. So let's go with a bang. And the discrimination against him, juxtaposed against his goodness, makes a person hate racism. (laughs) You stupid, blanking morons. I hate you to my soul. That's hate speech. On that
0: high note, have a terrific day. Armstrong and Getty.
1: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.
3: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves.
4: So we could go surfing. (laughs) Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be
1: cool. I'm in. Ah,
2: ski slopes. Let's
1: do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait.
0: Did we just invent California?
1: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
0: Without the
3: ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.